police in the morning. When an army of evil aliens invades Earth with the intention of selling mankind as intergalactic hamburger meat, the New Zealand government calls in the elite team of psychotic assassins. But are these boys brutal enough to tackle the vilest villains in the universe? Get ready for the ultimate battle of flying guts, splattering brains, exploding sheep, and guzzling vomit. This is more than just one of the greatest and most disgusting horror comedies ever made. This is Bad Taste. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie Bros. We review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are at week three of April, and April begins with A, so does Aliens, so we're taking a look at Alien Invasions. Because what? So, this week, you may have guessed it, we're talking about the 1987 film Bad Taste. You heard what the back of the DVD case had to say. Let's dive right into the shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. What do you think we should do first? I say we start with the top first. Okay. Start things off on a high note. So for me, number three. The characters in this film are all pretty unique and play very well off each other. It all seems natural and like real interactions. Number two. The dialogue is fun and leaves nary a moment without laughs. I mean, there are so many quotable moments about this movie. And you know we'll get into that in a little bit. Of course. And number one. The amount of gore provided by the action sequences is fantastic. Like, I just, it, I, there's... So there's a lot to like, <laughs> that's for sure. It balances out a lot of very good things. <laughs> there's just so much I like, I just, I can't form words for it. All right, number three. The primary antagonist of this film, Lord Crumb, was just incredible. He's constantly monologuing about his evil plans in, like, the most cliche villain way ever. But he's just so grandiose and over the top that he just can't help but enjoy his, hearing his ridiculous plans. Number two, the entire group of soldiers was just, were just all likable guys. They played well off each other and have their own distinct personalities. They're kind of like, like their, own, um, their own comedy um, group, kind of like Monty Python uh, sort of thing. I liked all of them, which is rare for a film that's constantly switching between one group to another and what they're doing. And number one, all the jokes in this film relate back to the plot in some way. There aren't any real random tangents or gimmicks. It's all just a parody of the alien and action genres. All right, so now for the bottom. Number three. There is a bit of focus in this film on the bread collector, who is just kind of like the most useless character in the film. Like, really, you don't need the five or six minutes they focus on him running through town being chased. Like, just have someone grab him. He's kidnapped. Now the guys have to save him. Like, that, that's it. There was, there was no need for any wasted time on him. Number two. The first time I saw this movie, I thought that Peter Jackson played the character of Barry, when, in fact, he played the characters of Derek and Robert. He has aged terribly and looks nothing like he used to. And you know what? I don't like being fooled in that way. When I think that that's who that actor is, that's who they should be. He made Lord of the Rings just to, just to like, fool you. And then, number one, I am not a fan of the music in this movie. You know, it just, it sounds like someone used an electronic keyboard from Hill's department store and set the, the instrument panel on it to farts. Like, it just, it, it's flatulence. That's the entire soundtrack of the movie. But yet, somehow, the subtitles are like... Whew, he 
It's a chaotic medley with a touch of whimsy. I'm like, like, what the hell the fuck are you hearing that? It's just like... like it's all very, like, typical 80s kind of stuff. All right, number three. This isn't a criticism per se, but spoilers. None of the human characters die. They get injured in some cases, and in other cases literally lose their minds, but they all end up surviving in the end. I liked them all, so that wasn't exactly a bad thing, but it just seemed a little unbelievable that, you know, a group of five guys would be able to take down this entire um, group of aliens that wiped out an entire town. I mean, this movie basically discards all concepts of logic, but, you know, it just seemed a little odd, I guess. I mean, in defense of the guys, all the aliens do seem to be, like, mentally deficient in some way or another. They're all like this, like stormtroopers. They can't, sh- they can't like hit a target at all. Number two, at times it was kind of difficult to distinguish between the alien characters. Like I knew there was Reg, and there's another alien guy um, who kind of looked like him but wasn't. And I don't know, all except for Lord Crumb. Like they were all just kind of interchangeable, which I guess was kind of the point. But I. Just thought there could have been more characters amongst the aliens. Then, after a while, they transform, and, like, you don't even know who's who. Except, um, Lord Crumb is the only one who seems to be able to talk for some reason. And he's the only one wearing a dapper suit. I mean, everybody else just has, like, blue. And the, when he, like, transforms, he's wearing a dapper suit with a butt carved out of it. <laughs> that, was, that was ridiculous. And number one, so spoilers. When the aliens finally transform, they weren't any more capable than they were when they were in their human forms. In fact, if anything, they were less capable because they seemed like they were kind of clunky and would bump into stuff. I'm not really sure why they bothered transforming in the first place. Um, was it to try to look cool? Was it because like they took too much damage and reverted that back to their original forms? I have no idea, but it didn't actually do anything to help them. I think it's time to have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the best quotes. I'll get us started off with, I suppose you're wondering why you're soaking in Reg's 11 secret herbs and spices. Isn't it amazing how you can fit an entire town of humans in a few cardboard boxes? Assorted organ stew, homo sapien burgers, and chewy homo nuggets. I bet that cleared his sinuses. The old magic's still there. I see the gruel is ready. Stick all the pieces of brain in a plastic bag. I can't do that. I'm a Derek, and Derek's don't run. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything else you'd like to say, please leave it in the comments below. I think it's time we give this film our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 1 out of 10. I give it a 2 out of 10. Bad taste right off the bat has a double meaning in the film. One being the fact that it was a movie of bad taste of the time. Gratuitous violence, you know, not really a big story or anything. People shitting their pants, like, and then unshitting them, I guess. And two, in the bad taste that the aliens have in eating human beings. And like the cleverness of the title, this is a clever film. I mean, it's fun, witty, full of action and violence. You know, those are just some of the reasons to give Bad Taste a try. This was, in fact, Peter Jackson's first feature film, and it showed the great potential he had, which has launched him to the status he has today as one of the best directors of modern cinema. If you like any of his new stuff, check this out. 
you'll probably be disappointed, but it's a much better film. Bad Taste is like a long, gory, New Zealand-style Monty Python skit. It's over-the-top and ridiculous without being completely random and relying on non-sequiturs and gimmicks. It brilliantly combines slapstick comedy with over-the-top violence and simple yet witty dialogue, all while parodying the alien invasion genre. Every time you think that things can't get any crazier, someone's brain starts falling out the back of their head, or people are transforming into goofy-looking aliens that look like they were from some abandoned episode of Doctor Who. This film may not be part of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. However, in many ways, it's just as good. Or even better. Definitely better than the Hobbit trilogy. (laughs) So, I think it's time we tell our friends how to drink away this flick. Drink away this flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. We'll give some drink games for this film, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time someone is driving, take a drink. Number two, every time someone gets excited over a weapon, take a drink. Number three, whenever Robert makes strange noises, take a drink. Number four, anytime someone uses the radio, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Alien Invasion Month, every time there's a new alien introduced, take a drink. Every time someone is shot in the head, take a drink. Every time a different food product is mentioned, take a drink. Every time part of Derek's brain falls out, take a drink. And every time someone breaks into a building, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us bmoviebros at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros. Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros. My personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. This has been the conclusion of week three. We've seen three movies so far. Let's rank them. Uh, For me, number three, Alien Surveillance. Just didn't do anything for me. Number two, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Killer Clowns, clowns over the top in every way clownable, clownable, imaginable. And there was some outer space there. Number one, Bad Taste. It was just all around fun, good filmmaking, great dialogue, and just a blast. Number three, Alien Surveillance. It had a unique gimmick, but couldn't really make it work. Number two, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Also had a gimmick and managed to make it work. And number one, Bad Taste. It was, it's just hilarious. It's um, Peter Jackson's first film and arguably one of his best. Well, we've got one more week. You know, I don't know if this can get any better, Paul. We've been we've been going up and up every week. Yeah, it's been a good month. Everything's kind of um, gone. Um, everything's gotten slowly better. So we'll see if the pattern continues by taking a look at the 1982 classic, The Thing. I have a feeling it will. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Yeah, we- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs>